What up, what up, everyone? This is Dre, and this is the relaunch, or I should say, no, season two of the Gaming Addict on podcast. Um, I'm supposed to be real excited. I am excited about doing this all over again or starting this next season, coming back to you guys after such a long holiday hiatus, you know, but at the same time as I'm recording this, we got that news about Kobe Bryant passing away, RIP Kobe, one of the best to ever do it, you know, so that kind of sucks right now. So um, I'm not one to really feel too much of emotion, but, you know, when we watch somebody their whole life and grew up with somebody, sometimes you start, you kind of feel some type of shit while fucking hearing news of their passage. So, you know, I don't really feel much when it comes to emotions and life and death and things like that, but Kobe Bryant will most definitely be missed. So I want to say, once again, RIP Kobe, you know, um, but we're going to move on. You know, I always tell my friends, this is why I always say life is too short. You know, everybody wants to know why I make last minute plans when I could just wait for the weekend or some shit. Well, things like this is the reason why you never know when it's your damn last day. All right. So, with all that said, let's get to the gaming news. Okay, to start this off, we got Horizon Zero Dawn now coming to PC. I guess this is like a trend going on with Sony nowadays where um, they've been letting some of their games go on PC, you know, and... A lot of people are excited about this, especially those PC players who um, willingly try not to buy consoles so they could keep saying we're the master race, even though there's a whole bunch of fucking games you want to play on Xbox. Well, then again, most Xbox games are on PC now, too. But it's a lot of games you want to play on Nintendo. You ain't getting them shits. And on PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 3, you know, but I saw like Epic Game Stores, you Oh, Epic Game Store. You could get shit like um, Beyond Two Souls and uh, Detroit Become Human. So Sony's been making that step to try and get some of their games on other platforms, or at least to try and make some more money. And definitely put Horizon Zero Dawn on there is definitely one way to make some dough. I'm, I started that game all over again, uh, so I'm currently one of those games I'm playing. I'll get to the end of this. You guys know those who've listened before know uh, is where I usually talk about the games I'm playing. But at the moment, Horizon Zero Dawn is one of those games I'm playing. I don't. I wasn't um, planning on talking about it at the end of the pod because it's like a three-year-old game. So, but I will mention I am playing it right now. Definitely fun. Not a disappointing game. I started over because it was in my backlog and I couldn't remember what the fuck was going on. But yeah, great game coming. Um, Half-Life games, for those in here, um, are free to play right now through March on Steam. So if you haven't played any of the Half-Life games, which is crazy if you call yourself an avid gamer or a hardcore gamer and haven't played any of those fucking games, um, I suggest you, if you have a PC, you go on Steam, you download them now. I sure as hell have myself. I haven't started yet, but I've played them all more than once. Um, we, this seems to be the year of delays. We're starting a year off um, and where shit like Final Fantasy got delayed till from March to April, which is not that far. I think it was just like a three-week delay. Cyberpunk got pushed all the way, I believe, till September. Uh, Marvel Avengers also has a delay. I don't care about that. Whatever they have to fix in that game, I'm pretty sure needs fixing, whatever it is, um, because for some reason I have a bad feeling about that shit. And um, Dying Light 2 got delayed indefinitely, which makes me feel like it's probably just because they want to make it or make it even better for next-gen consoles. So I have a feeling we'll probably hear something about it at E3. Just a prediction that we might get some news or a trailer that, oh, coming to PS5, coming to Xbox Series X. You know, well, well I know PlayStation ain't going to be at E3, but it's going to launch on both consoles unless somebody bought out the studio. Um, Cyberpunk, though, was really disappointing to hear that they decided to push that game all the way to September with their more polish and shit like that. We, they've been showing us this game since, like, 2007, 2008, I believe, some shit like that, or... 
was it 2013? I don't know. Well, it was a few years ago. You know, I'm getting dates mixed up in my head. I probably think about Final Fantasy the first time they showed us that damn concept trailer of what a remake could look like. But yeah, Cyberpunk has also been shown off a long time. So um, the rumor is that PlayStation 4 and Xbox wasn't um, strong enough to play the game which sounds kind of stupid to me because weren't they making it the game for those consoles for the get-go so for people to have believed this rumor that those systems weren't strong enough to handle what cyberpunk was able to do sounds kind of lame to me i'm not believing that one my reasoning is as soon as cyberpunk saw that final fantasy was coming into april they said uh you know what a lot of people are probably going to be on that game a game that's going to take um lots of hours to play like they promised us and our game is going to take lots of hours to play so instead of people buying final fantasy which was scheduled to come out before cyberpunk the in my opinion they thought people were probably going to buy final fantasy say you know what let me not buy cyberpunk yet because it's gonna take some more hours of my time up and i need to focus on final fantasy right now so they might not make the sales that they were looking to make which i guess is is a smart move you know they like they said they want to polish up sure they could add more to the game with this delay but i'm not buying that shit for a second i honestly believe that it's um project red was scared of losing sales to final fantasy it's just my opinion though um, there's also been word, um, I believe I read in an article, I can't remember where, in which they said that um, Google was willingly ready to pay developers to delay their games so that it would release on Google same time, or Stadia I should say, at same time as next gen consoles or our current gen consoles and they could, their um, fan base wouldn't be disappointed or wouldn't buy it somewhere else because you know who's gonna wait if cyberpunk comes out for ps4 or ps5 or whatever before it comes out for stadia because i honestly was planning on getting it on stadia so i could play it anywhere but if it comes out on ps4 and p and xbox before the fucking stadia version comes out then i'm definitely buying it on one of those consoles if it comes out same time for everything then yes i'll buy i'm i'm gonna own cyberpunk on my stadia because i feel like that's a game that i want to take anywhere i could go in other news though um we also got the and excuse this being some old news because i was supposed to do this shit from last week but things happen you know so i had to do it a week later but we people are hype about the ps5 logo which looks like um like ps4 logo or how they had the ps3 logo like they really didn't do much uh, i don't know why so many of people were out there um fucking getting all hype sharing the news look at the ps5 logo like xbox showed off their fucking console and the way these fucking fanboys are about playstation it's it's ridiculous it's a fucking logo what the fuck are we gonna do with a fucking logo god this shit pisses me off um yes i'm still drinking while i'm doing my podcast if you're wondering why i'm cursing so much but anyway i probably would have cursed regardless but yes they showed off a fucking logo and you guys are mad hype i'm not want to blame my my listeners not saying you guys maybe one of you are probably mad hype about this but it's a fucking logo get hype when they show us the damn console okay nothing too hype to be hype about but then again to me playstation fanboys are the most toxic fanboys i'll tell you i'm part of a bunch of gaming groups on facebook and only in playstation groups do you ever hear negative comments about other consoles or oh, playstation is the best fuck xbox no one ever says fuck nintendo though because they know they're still playing a fucking nintendo console dumb fucks anyway um yeah in other news um we got our next Smash character for the final Smash character for the character on the pass. And it's going to be Byleth from Fire Emblem. Um, we got a nice um, Nintendo Direct about it showing off his slash her moves depending on which one you want to use. How you get to use all the crazy um, special weapons from the game in there. That's cool. Um, they announced, of course, we know there's another six on the way. Um, Byleth will be available January 28th along with 
Um, I believe it was like two or three new levels, or it's one level that just has three different areas from the Fire Emblem Three Houses game. And um, of course, more music, which is whatever. I didn't really pay attention to the music in Fire Emblem. Um, the Elder Scrolls Online is getting another um, expansion, which I'm excited about. I buy you all of them. Um, it's called Greymore, releases May 18th. Um, it's starting with Harrow Storm. You know, um, or probably, no, I probably fucked that up. Not Harold, so I think it's something else, but I wrote it down wrong, so excuse me on that. But um, they say Greymore will open western half of Skyrim landmass, known for snow mountains and tundra. Um, it's going to be Elder Scrolls' darkest story yet. And they will show off more at E3. I'm excited about this. You know, E3 is going to be in like June. Yeah, I believe it's June. But I'm excited about this. I love MMOs. I'm still playing Final Fantasy. Started that shit all over again. But I'm willing to pay the $15 a month. Um, Elder Scrolls is free. You know, but if you do pay for it, you get this DLC attached to whatever the game right away without having to buy it separate because you're paying monthly. So there's that. Um... And I know I was talking about Google Stadia before, but Google actually came out with some news for us regarding our lack of fucking games on the damn console. I don't hate the Stadia. I still like it. I like what it's trying to do, but I have nothing to play on it because I'm a fucking gaming addict and I buy everything as soon as it comes out. So when Stadia comes out with a new game that's been out already, I have it already. It's nothing for me i'm glad they give me a bunch of free games but it sucks with all my free games or shit that i already own on other consoles as well i did buy dark side as for but that's a story for later on in the show all right um but in stadia news um they plan to release at least 120 games they claim by the end of 2020 um let's see if it really happens um they plan plan to finally bring 4k to to pc they're going to get more Android support for the Stadia and at least 10 exclusive games by the end of the year. Hopefully they have a lot to tell us at E3. I can't wait. I prefer to get it before E3. I know usually on the 26th, which is today, today I'm recording, or sometimes on the 28th is when they usually give us more news about what's coming out in the upcoming months, at least our free games. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and... That's all the latest gaming news. Next up, I want to talk about all the games coming out in the next two months, whether I'm excited for them, whether I think it's going to be bad, or if I don't even know what the hell this game is. All right, so let's get this started. So games coming out in the month of February. On February 4th, we have the Dark Crystal Age of, Re Age of Resistance Tactics coming out for PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch. Don't know much about that game, so not going to pretend to. And whatever game I don't know about, I'm just giving you guys releases. If I don't know about it, I'm not going to even try and bullshit you guys like I, like I looked it up. Life is Strange 2 Collector's Edition also coming out that day for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. I guess this is the disc for those who haven't downloaded Life is Strange or played it yet. I'm telling you, get that game. Very great emotional ride. Um, deals with a lot going on in life. You know, if you guys hear this siren going on behind me, I um, apologize because apparently there might be like a fire going on down my block or some shit. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear it or not, but if you can, I apologize for that. Just hope that my voice covers all that shit up. Um, next up, yeah, Monster Energy Supercross 3. As soon as you guys heard me say Monster Energy, you already knew shitty game. But that's coming out for PC, PS4, Xbox, Switch, and Stadia. God, Stadia, that gotta be... Fuck. No, next up, Monster Jab Steel Titans for the Switch. No comment. Zombie Army 4 Dead War. Um, I'm guessing since this game is up to part four, there has to be something good about this game. That's coming out for PC, PS4, and Xbox. Um, Ori and the Will of the Wisp. Never been a big fan of those Ori games. Never even tried it, even though I can on Game Pass. But if you have a Game Pass, you could try it out for free. Um, but it's coming to PC and Xbox February 11th. So yeah, the next two games, February 11th. Next one is the Yakuza Remastered Collection, Day 1 Edition for PS4, coming February 11th. 
I think is like Yakuza one through five up in there. Um, best friend forever, February fourteenth. Don't know what that shit is for PC and Switch. Darksiders Genesis coming out for PS4, Xbox, and Switch February 14th. Now, finally, Stadia lets me talk about a game that didn't come out on any other console. But um, yeah, I have Darksiders Genesis. Good game. It's a prequel to Darksiders 1, where you play as War and um, one of the other ones. Uh, but he has guns. Well, War still seems to be the stronger one. Um... And and it's a good game. Two players co-op. Just wish I had somebody to play with. Um, I might have to buy a second seventy-dollar Stadia controls for my son to play with me. But it is a good game. Over the top view. Pretty hard. Have to do a lot of grinding at some points. Haven't finished it yet because I have to do a lot of grinding at some points. So and that's something I don't really like doing that much. But yeah, overall, still a good game so far. Um, February, um, also on Valentine's Day, Dreams for PS4, a game where you could create your own type of games within the game and have all shit like that. I've always been skeptical of it, but I've been hearing good things from people that played it. Um, February 18th, you get Bayonetta and Vanquish, 10th anniversary bundle for the PS4 and Xbox One. February 21st, we'll get Seal Fledge for PC and Switch. Don't know what that is. Um, February 25th, we're getting Conan Chop Chop um, for PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch. No comment. Um, February 25th was supposed to be Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC. I believe it came out for PS4, but I think this one is for Xbox One. Yes, this should be Xbox One. I think PS4 got it first. Um also on the 25th, we got Mega Man Zero slash ZX Legacy Collection for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, Two Point Hospital also on the 25th for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Overpass on the 27th for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Marvel's Iron Man VR for the PlayStation VR, which I'm pretty sure is going to be a fail, coming out February 28th. And One Punch Man, a hero nobody knows, coming out for PC, PS4, and Xbox, also on the 28th of February, which I haven't looked into that game on, but all anime games sell, whether they're shitty or not. So I assume that's going to get some good sales by all the fanboys and fangirls out of there out there if they made it anything by like the old naruto games on xbox 360 where you're like playing through the whole story i probably would get it or at least rent it from somewhere but yeah i haven't looked into what that game's gonna be about yet um but let's go to march now my birthday month march 11th don't forget it um Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX for the Switch. It's a remake, I believe, um, coming out March 6th. Uh, if you guys saw the Nintendo Di- Pokemon Direct, I should say, she gave us news on that. And, of course, the two new expansions coming to Pokemon, which I will definitely could buy. I believe that comes out in June or July. But Mystery Dungeon never got the gist of why this game is popular um a lot of people seem to be hype about it i'll never get into really the whole thing with talking pokemon i still can't even get into dynamax pokemon which irritate me that they got so huge but they use fucking flame move and everyone in the damn arena isn't getting burned to death it makes no sense to me oh but yeah that's how my mind works um my hero one's justice part two March 13th, coming for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Um, Once Justice 1 didn't really do much justice to me, so I'm counting on this one to be shitty too. But like I said, anime games always sell, so that's why I did. had a big enough budget to still get a fucking part two. Um, uh, let's see. Um, okay, so I told you... Oh. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, supposed to be coming out in February, but I also see here that I have it down for March. So if it doesn't come out that day I gave you in February, it's supposed to come out on my birthday for Xbox One and PC on March 11th. I excuse, excuse me, I'm correcting myself within the podcast. Um, March 13th, Neo 2 on PlayStation 4. Um, 
it'll probably be a PlayStation Plus free game in about a year, so I won't buy that. Um, was I never bought Part One, never played Part One. I have it downloaded from PlayStation Plus. Um, I know it's supposed to be one of those hard games, and if you give me a game in which I can't choose a difficulty and tell me I'm gonna die a whole bunch of times, then I'm not even gonna give it a fucking shot. Yep, that's just me. Um, MLB The Show 20, PlayStation 4, of course, March 17th until, I think, 2021 or 22. We're going to get it on other consoles. RBI Baseball 20, coming to PS4, Xbox, Switch, iOS, and Android, 17th of March. Animal Crossing, New Horizons, very excited for this one. March 20th, you could get that for me, baby, for my birthday, late present. Doom 64, the remastered one, coming to PS4, Xbox, Switch, and PC, also March 20th. Doom Eternal, PS4, Xbox One, Stadia, PC. I don't know. Everyone's always hyped about these new Doom games, but after they stopped being scary and just became this big action adventure, like this big shooter like Wolfenstein is, where basically the story is all right. Well, the Doom game story hasn't been all right to me since, um, like, I think, was it Doom 64? The, the the last scary Doom game probably was on Xbox, I believe. The original Xbox or Xbox 360. But now these games are so action-oriented. I don't feel the fear I used to feel when playing them. So I don't really feel like playing. Well, I won't buy it. I'll watch somebody play it, even though I hate watching people play games. Or, um, like, if I have Gamefly again, I'll rent it. I'll wait till it's on some big-ass discount. Um, Fairy Tale, March 20th, PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. I don't know if this is some other shit or if it's regarding the anime. Either way, won't buy it. Um, Fairy Tale is a good anime, so the game will sell. Um, Bleeding Edge for Xbox One, um, March 24th. If you have Game Pass, you'll get to, um, I believe it's on there. Yeah, to download already. I already pre-downloaded mine or whatever. So, yeah, we'll see what that game's about. I think it's another, like, hero shooter or some shit like that. Um, One Piece Pirate Warriors 4. I'm surprised this game got that far. But coming out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, March 27th. Journey to the Savage Planet. Getting some ring to that lately, but... um. Not sure what is that much about coming March 31st. It also Persona Persona 5 Royal coming out for PS4 on the 31st. Um, I'm waiting for that to come out on the Switch. I'm surprised it's not coming out on the same day, but you know, when it comes to supporting things to the Switch, everything takes much more time. But yeah, uh, so that's all the games coming out for February and March. Um, so far, um, if I missed anything, I apologize. Um, of course. Things are subject to delays and pushbacks. You all know how this is. If you're listening to this show, you got to be a gamer. So in the next segment, I will tell you guys about what I'm playing and my thoughts after beating The Outer Worlds. Okay, so all this time I've been gone, I've been playing a lot of shit. Like I said, I've been replaying Horizon Zero Dawn. No need to talk about that, though, Yahoo! know what it is and played already know what it is horizon zero dawn is a great game like i said also got back into final fantasy 14 online still in like a level 29 arcanist so no need excuse me to talk about that shit either but i did recently put in some time on the outer worlds um and i want to talk about how it ended I don't want to give away no spoilers. I'm going to do this spoiler-free for those who are still playing or still thinking about playing the game. If you haven't gotten on it, though, I um, highly recommend that you get on that game. Um, Outer Worlds is great. There is a lot of talking. I'll say there's a lot of talking points, but that's part of what makes this game great is the talking because you never know what people are going to say, and your responses are based on your i guess your ability tree i should say or how you built your character you know so if you're an asshole you'll have a lot of intimidation points to be able to make intimidating responses if you like to lie and you're lying is high up there you could get around with lying with a lot of things if you could sympathize with people then you'll do that and if you made your character just plain dumb 
then you'll give a lot of dumb responses and it's all hilarious. I love this game. Um, you're, you're forced to make certain decisions at the end of certain parts of the main story and it does carry over to the end. And trust me, I don't know. I never read how many endings there are in this game, but um, the ending is definitely made from all your decisions. So don't take any decision that you make in that game lightly. And towards the end of that game, trust me, it's going to make you think about all the decisions you made before and make you think twice about what you're about to do at that moment and probably make you think twice about some decisions you made earlier on that might make you want to start the game over and be like, damn, maybe I should have did this. You know, so it's, it's that type of game. Um, the action is good. Um uh enemies weren't that tough for me i put it on like normal mode i just wanted to get through the damn stories some of us just want to do if i would have put it i could have just i started on easy mode because i just want to get through the story but i decided to change it to normal because i said the combat wasn't that hard so i did that um you get to also recruit a bunch of allies and of course they all have their side quests and shit like that and you do it so you can get more friendly with them and they'll do more for you. I believe there's supposed to be, what was it? I believe I had six out of the seven side companions. I never unlocked the seven one, so I don't know who the fuck that was. I might play the game over again someday, not now. It's not like The Witcher where I feel like I got to play that shit over right now because the show just put me in that mood. But, um, yeah, so there's probably something else I'm missing towards the end because I didn't unlock all seven companions. Um, only had six. Um, like I said, story is great. Combat is fine. Can be a little bit easy. Who cares? But I feel a lot of people's problem with this game is just about the amount of talking that it has. But to me, that I recognize at least that the talking is the high point of the game. I would, would rather get through a whole bunch of conversations and um do those and see the outcome of all my conversations then be in combat uh, and quite honestly i'd rather be doing talking to people than having than being combat every time i had to do combat this was one of the few games where combat to me felt like a fucking chore compared to what coming next which was another conversation about how i could either help or hurt somebody and how it would help the end game of the story so um overall Outer Worlds gets like a eight, no, even maybe no, like a nine to me. I did say it should have been last year's game of the year. I know it went to Sekiro. I can't hate on Sekiro because I never played Sekiro, and I probably won't until I see it in a bargain bin for like $15 or some shit because since I can't get a difficulty level adjuster, I'm not going to play it, waste my 40 or $50 on it just to sit there and let it collect dust. So, um... Yeah, um, The Outer Worlds, great game. Highly recommended. If you have Game Pass, um, you can play it on your PC or your Xbox One right away. If you're still thinking about it, um, I don't know if it came off a of Switch yet. If it has, no, I probably didn't yet. I see no reports about it on Switch. I think it's something people will want to take all over the place with them. And um, yeah, PlayStation is still a great game. So do not sleep on the Outer Worlds. You'll love it if you could. If you're a story-driven gamer, you're gonna love it. If you're action-oriented, there's stuff for the you there. But you'll probably get tired of the story. Uh, if you like RPGs, this is a RPG. This is like one of the best RPGs out there. So don't hate. Just play the damn game. All right. With that said, um. Next up, um, so I'm not finished this yet, but I bought Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and I know this game's had a lot of people have had a lot of questions about this damn game. People are hearing it's either really good for them or really bad. Um, at first, initially, when I started playing it, I I don't know if it's called drinking a lot or not, but I was falling asleep during the cutscenes because I felt in some way that, oh my goodness, this is everything we've seen already. Like, how many times has this story been rehashed for us? Because it starts from, of course, the beginning of the Z saga, the, the Saiyan saga, and I believe it's supposed to end at the end of the Boo saga. But um, haven't gotten that far. I'm still in the Saiyan saga. I just got to the part, I should say, uh, well, Frieza. I just got to the part where Frieza arrived at the planet. That's where I'm up to. But 
Um, the game definitely feels and looks like a DBZ game. If you ever played something since like Tenkaichi or Xenoverse, which I own all of those damn games. My son is a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. So even if I didn't want the games, I would have to buy them for him. But um, it definitely feels and looks like a Dragon Ball Z game. Get that out the way. The music is quite repetitive. You'll hear the same tune being played over and over again. But um, you don't get annoyed by it because you just know that this is a music that goes with this game. So I'm not irritated by it at all. It, I do realize that's the same thing over and over again. Um, at least when you're exploring, sometimes when you're fighting, you'll hear the same tune over again. Like I said, I'm still early in the game, so the, the music could change up on me as I go to other areas, other worlds, or whatever. But right now, everything sounds the fucking same. Um, fighting, I should say, in the game feels like... If you play the Xenoverse games, you'll feel real familiar with the fighting, with the holding L1 for your special moves to come up, um, circle to, well, I'm playing on PS4, so circle to pretty much punch and kick. Um, there is more depth to it, though. I'll say when you're fighting bosses, though, because there's no, no side-by-side fighting. Um, when you're facing bosses, you have to watch for the special moves, block at the right time. At least now you can teleport constantly if you, well, depending on how easily, how well you are at pressing the X button while blocking. Um, of course, now you have to look out for people's levels. Um, it's an RPG. So you have to look out for different levels. So if someone's way stronger than you, you have to go into there thinking more strategic, especially if you get like a support character, which you could use them to do their special moves on an enemy and then you do some type of combo or try and finish them off in some way, you got to use all that shit very strategically. It's not just a straight up punch and kick game unless you're facing one of the lesser enemies that usually find you around the map, which are like these robots, which you'll probably get tired of fucking having to kill them every 10 minutes that you're flying around the map in the game. But, um, yeah, so there's those, but they do, you fight, I fight them just so I can get more experience and level up faster. Um, but yeah, even boss battles challenge you to like someone's using special beam or something that that's supposed to explode in a huge area. It's up to you to, cause they change the camera angles, which I really like. So it shows you basically where you could fly in order to avoid this move or, Hey, you better move this way or you're going to get hit. Or sometimes you got to get hit, but I like how the game lets you block at any time, lets you dodge at any time. Even if you're in the middle of a, say you're doing a Kamehameha and then the enemy is not there and it's coming straight at you. You missed the enemy. They're coming straight at you. You could interrupt that Kamehameha and start blocking right away. So I like the way it, it works, like it doesn't stick you into one move, make you feel stiff, or like you there's no way out of every battle. There's always a way out. They have vendors, of course, where you could buy meat and food ingredients to cook food that gives you boosts like extra Kai or gives you a boost in health for a certain amount of minutes. You guys who play RPGs, you know what it is, especially MMOs and shit like that. Um the, you do get a great sense of open world in the game. You'll recognize a lot of places. Um, there's side quests and shit like that, so it does feel like a real RPG with the main quest and side quests. So far, most of the side quests have had to do with older characters, like people making an appearance from Dragon Ball when Goku was a younger kid. So you'll meet a lot of those old characters. Um and doing those, I real highly recommend don't skip any of those because not only do you get more experience and items from doing that, but it also helps you grow um, because the skill tree for every character is quite massive. Um, you don't just get a skill tree for Goku. You get a skill tree for like Piccolo, Krillin, all these guys on there um, that you get to play with later on in the game and stuff. And it's um, very very worth doing the side quest it's very um uh it's just valuable it is not a waste of time don't ever think it's a waste of time and you get these community tokens which is where i come into one of my um downfalls of the game is the way you level up 
well, not the way you level up, but in terms of getting stronger, getting better moves, because you have this huge skill tree, and you to unlock other moves, you have to collect orbs. One way is to collect orbs. It's about three ways to unlock new moves. One is there's a training grounds. You could go there, you can unlock a new move in the training grounds. The other way is to unlock them in your skill tree by collecting these orbs. Now, they have like these green orbs for earth stuff, blue orbs for war- around water areas, and red orbs that are just scattered about the place. It's supposed to be like tough shit or whatever they want to call it. And they also have like these rainbow color orbs or crystal orbs, which I'm not um, what you'll need for, I guess, stronger moves because I haven't had to use them yet. Then they have these D tokens which I haven't had to use yet either. I guess further on the game, they're going to tell me when I need those. But it makes it's quite tedious. These orbs are all over the map. You can find them all over while you're flying around, running around. And it's kind of dumb that you, excuse me again, that you need these damn orbs to power up. It's not like your traditional RPG in which you just um, fight fight enough enemies, fill up an experience bar, level up, and maybe get some skill points, and then allocate those skill points to whichever area you want or whatever type of move you want. This game doesn't do that to you. It makes you collect fucking orbs. And even if you have enough orbs now to open up the unlock these moves, because of where you are in the story now, they can't even be unlocked. You know, like, so... Let's say Goku's Kamehameha 2. You know, he's not going to be able to use that till like, facing Frieza, I believe. Um, or so. I think it's Frieza. But um, excuse me if I'm wrong, okay? All right, it's been a while. But um, you can't unlock that move yet, even though you ha- did all the collecting of all the orbs and all that stuff. It'll tell you not it'll tell you locked until you reach this part of the story. So if most of these moves are going to be locked until you reach a certain part of the story, um, it makes no sense collecting these orbs then because now we're collecting them just to have to try and save them for a certain part of the story to unlock these moves. And then at the same time, um, you know, we, you could just put that into points. Like, give us skill points. Tell us, hey, all right, you can hold on to these skill points. You just can't use it here. Don't make us fly around the damn globe. And and it's a big globe. And collect these skill, these these damn orbs, different color orbs, to collect to unlock these mooka. To me, it makes no damn sense because if I collect three hundred green orbs from the earth, it's not like. I'm doing a move. It's not like they have skill trees just for earth, skill trees for water herbs, orbs, I say, um, and skill trees for the red orbs. There's no separating of these skill trees. It's just randomly saying like, okay, you need 300 green, 400 red to unlock this move. But wait, you can't unlock this until you reach the cell saga. So you know, it makes no sense. It's either just leave them there for us to unlock them when we reach that part of the story, or, you know, give us give us points. Don't make us fly all over the place for no fucking reason. Um, but yeah, besides that, I love the game. I like the side quests. Um, I like still watching all the cutscenes. And for some reason, even when people are dying, no matter how many times I've seen the scene where fucking um. Yamcha gets blown up by a Cyberman, or Mr. T- um, Chatsu goes to try and kill, um, oh god, what's his fucking name? Uh, the guy that was with Vegeta when he first comes, a ball headed guy, when he goes and sacrifices himself. And, those, and the way they present it, it looks just like the anime in a way, and you still feel it. Like, I still feel the emotion. Like, I still almost teared up watching that shit, as sad as it sounds, you know? So, even you still get all the depth and all the feelings that we had when we first watched these Dragon Ball Z episodes. So, um, like I said, I'm still early in the game. It hasn't been boring to me. I don't care what your friends say. I only had a small complaint about how you level up. Also, yes, when it comes to leveling up, I forgot about the community system. It's another stupid thing where you could get bonuses. They have like seven or eight different communities, one for Z-level food, 
master level or power-ups and like so for every side quest you do or some missions depending on who is the person that gave you the mission you'll get like these tokens called community tokens and you can level them up and you can put them in these certain communities so let's say we're in the z community where all of the bonuses for putting token in there are making your character stronger so you could put um gohan in there next to his dad his dad is let's say the leader of the community they have each character like there's certain characters that lead the community so if you then they have different combination of characters you could put together that give you boost so if you put gohan in there you'll get like plus two attack um you add piccolo in there it'll give you like a plus 10 attack and it'll also level up the community depending on how strong those tokens are and you'll get different powerful bonuses like better kai attacks or stronger kai attacks or being able to hold your um power levels longer when you power up because you could power up by holding down triangle and become even stronger than you you know when they do that ah, start screaming and shit and have the whole glow around them before you even become Super Saiyan. But yeah, you could do things to hold those power levels longer and things like that. But why put those into tokens? Why not, like I said, give us skill points every time we level up so we could use that in our skill trees? And maybe those orbs probably would have been better to use, give us different color orbs and allocate those to the community levels and just say, hey, I'm going to put this many orbs in here and try and power up this part of my game, this this part in the food area so I could get better boost from eating food. I think that would have been a better idea if they used the orbs that way. But overall right now, I'm loving the game. Um, it's really teaching my son how to play RPGs because he never played an RPG in his life. And now he's learning about skill trees and how leveling up and buying items to use in the middle of battle so you don't die. You know, which I highly recommend. Always have a bunch of, um, I don't know what they call it, vitamins something, but whatever. Health boosting items in your middle of your battles because you'll need them, especially early in the game. If you don't level up good enough you'll definitely need those items but overall right now i'm loving dragon ball z kakarot it's like at a 7.5 to 8 to me at the moment that's still early in the game so i have nothing too bad to say about it if you're an anime fan if you played all the other um dragon ball z games especially the xenoverse games this is definitely worth your money all right so with that said now, I have one more game that I actually just downloaded two days ago. Um, just came, I believe, on like the 20th, an early access on Steam. And that's the Pokemon ripoff Temtem. You know, um, and it's a good game. Um, there are, of course, since it's an early access, when you're running around the world, there's still stuff um, that are blocked off. There's even like quest markers in certain places that you can't even get to yet. They'll tell you that it's still a work in progress, but they still got the quest in there. I think there's even one area, like I accepted a quest, and there's an area in which you see that the quest marker tells you that you have to go in this place to complete it, but you can't even do that yet because there's still a work in progress. But I like how they do that. They board it off. They put a sign in front telling you work in progress area and things like that. Um, so in ways it does copy Pokemon in the way that you get a Pokemon, a, a Temtem, I should say in the beginning, oh, uh, you have a professor that gives it to you, your rival in this game, um, kind of weird looking character. I didn't realize he was a dude until like another 15, 20 minutes in the game. Cause it's so colorful. I thought he might be a girl, maybe trans. I don't even know, but could be hey, this day and age we live in, you know, that could be in a video game. Um, Oh, yeah, that reminds me. I'll put a plug for Don't Nod. Their next game is going to feature um, twins and once a trans character. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a very emotional game, and I would recommend buying it before I even played it. But anyway, back to the Temtem. So, um, but uh, when it comes to these Temtem, which are like electronic animals, I believe, because you put them on like cards, like VR cards, I believe is how you catch them and things like that. Um, there's 141 altogether. I checked the little um, their version of a Pokedex and it has 141 spaces for it. 
Um, I've caught like my first eight Tim Tim at the moment, still early on in the damn game. Um, early on the game, though, there's a lot of repetitive Tim Tim. I guess since they don't have that many in the game yet, you'll see the same ones shown to you over and over again. But there are a lot of battles. Like, that's one. I don't know if it's a good thing or a complaint, but every five to ten feet you walk, there is another battle for you to be had. And everything is a two-on-two, two, unless the person has one. So if you see somebody with one Temtem in hand, um, you probably are going to be afraid because if you haven't trained enough, if someone only has one Temtem, that shit is going to be powerful. There's times when I fought somebody with one Temtem, but I only had like two level four Temtem on me. And I'm like, shit, but I was able to beat it. Um, battles, though, the way it does differ from Pokemon is that you have like stamina meters for your battles. And so like each move, the stronger the move, the more stamina, of course, is going to take up. If you don't rest your Pokemon a turn, they give you a chance to rest. Your, I keep saying Pokemon, my bad, not Pokemon. If you don't rest your Temtem, then um, you could risk the um, chance of losing health. So if you go, say, use one of your powerful moves and the next one, your stamina bar is going to run out. Your Temtem will take um, health damage for using that move and not resting before using the move. Um, a lot of battles do end with opposing trainers this way because they only have two Temtem and they have no choice but to use them. A lot of them don't choose to rest their Temtem. They'll still attack you and let their stamina bar go down, which would um overall help me win that battle because their temptum gets exhausted because they you lose out all their health a lot of battles end that way you'll see if you ever get to play it um i hope they bring this to console but right now like i said it's only on steam um so yeah that brings a lot of strategy to the battles i've so far evolved one of my temptum one of these bird ones um i'm hoping they have a lot of evolutions in here i don't feel like there's a lot but um, we'll see. We'll see. It's still early. I haven't looked into how many evolutions I didn't want to ruin the game for myself. Um, one thing I did have to get used to was a lot of unfamiliar creatures. You know, we're all used to our Pikachus, Bulbasaur's, and 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 Charmanders, and all our police. Every year, we've gotten used to our old Pokemon, and that usually helps us ease into these newer Pokemon because we're still. You know, in these games, we still see some of our older Pokemon, so it still feels familiar to us. Now, playing a game like Temtem, where everything is brand new, and we're all older, and we're all used to pocket creatures, a.k.a. Pokemon, um, you know, it, it's at first, it was just weird playing with some psychic Pokemon as my st psychic Temtem, as my starting Temtem. Um, because I'm so used to picking between um, grass, water, and fire for them to have, they had like a fire one there, a fire slash fighting, a grass one slash something, and then my psychic one, which I also believe is a fighting also. Psychic and fighting looks like a cat. Um, and it was great, though. They changed it up in that way. And your rival in the game actually doesn't even get to pick from that starting three. They already they already happen to have their own Temtem from the get-go. So that's another way they try to switch it up from um, Pokemon. Your rival is annoying, though. Um, another difference in gameplay, though, that I like is that a lot of people ask you questions. In, in Pokemon, we don't answer questions. We're not given multiple choices in a lot of instances, maybe only one or two instances, which we just say yes or no. But in Temtem, you're given choices to, like someone says, oh, you're Andre. I remember playing with you as a kid. Do you remember me? And then you could answer like, yeah, I remember your name is, or no, don't remember you at all. Or, oh, you're lying. I'm just here to battle, you know, and just go straight to battle and screw whatever they say. So you do have those type of choices. Like I said, it is an MMORPG, so we do see a lot of other characters. And it is kind of cool when you're, like, running around, you beat a, a player that you see 
another play you will see a lot of other players running around um which is really fun i never get tired of seeing that you go into a random house and you'll just see other players just sitting in there like conversing or just sitting down on a npc's couch for no reason or whatever or other to just see who comes in um i haven't tried to battle anybody yet or trade with anybody i don't even know if we can trade i'm assuming we'll be able to at least in the final version of the game but it is fun. You always know when someone's in a battle because they just pull, they just stop there in front of somebody. But you can always see them running by when you're in a battle and things like that. So it is cool. Like this is what we always wanted Pokemon to be. Glad someone else decided to just make this shit. Um, um, bring the shit into fruition. You know, it's fun. Um, the music is ga- great in the game. Um, I like the battle music, too. The battle music really puts me in the mood, especially when I'm about to lose. I'm still listening to that music, and I'm like, oh, you know, there's still a chance. Um, I will tell you that because there's so many battles, though, your your healing areas, like your shops where you can heal your Temtem, feel far and few in between. I don't know about further in the game. I've only been through three cities, and I'm finally in a city where I could finally um get my first uh beat my first challenge. Or I don't know if they refer to them as badges in this game. I think they call them something else, or so just challenges. But I'm in that first town there. But boy, you will battle a lot. So just bear with the game as you're doing that. Just think of it a way of training your Pokemon. I mean, Temtem. Probably gonna hear this a lot. But um, another thing that differentiates from Pokemon is like um, you, when you battle and you win, you actually for every Temtem that you beat, say you're always facing two at a time. If you beat one Temtem um, before you finish off the second um, enemy Temtem, they will still give you experience right away. So um, you're Temtem can actually become stronger in the middle of the battle. And yes, I even had a Temtem that evolved middle in the middle of a battle. I grew to level 12. It evolved and I was able to continue battling the next Temtem. So that is a cool feature right there. Um, uh, what else is there? Um, um, in true MMO fashion, though, there are multiple objectives to complete. Your sidebar will probably get full of objectives. Some are easy. Some you have to make take multiple steps to do. Uh, like right now, I'm trying to find a surfboard in which I've had to go through three different town areas to get this damn surfboard so I could finish another quest. So, yeah, there's things like that along with the main quest. So I don't know how long the game is. It's early access. They said they're going to keep adding more. They claim they're going to keep adding more Temtem. I, I've subscribed to their newsletter so I could keep getting um, um, mail from these creators and things like that. But, yeah, it's a good game. Um, highly recommend if you if you play it on PC, get that early access. Um, it's fun. Temtem is great. It's not Pokemon. You'll find it similar, but very much different than you know, what we're all used to. All right. And when I'm finally done these games, I get far enough into that. I will come back and give you what I thought about Temtem and also the ending of DBZ Kakarot. So I was glad coming back to you guys. There are some changes going to be made. Might get some new co-hosts and stuff to, to talk with me every other week, if anything. So until next time. This is Dre, and I'm a fucking addict. Peace out.